Welcome to Sales from the Village podcast with John Birdsong and Kyle Porter, a conversation to help startups go further faster. On today's podcast, we're going to discuss the important relationship between sales organization and the engineering team. All right, Kyle Porter here, excited to be here with John Birdsong, and hey, we've guys. got some fun conversational topics today. So you're listening to two sales and marketing entrepreneurs, two CEOs of software companies, and uh, we want to talk today about something that is on a lot of folks' minds in the startup world. You've got two types of people in this business. You've got the builders of stuff, and you've got the sellers of stuff. And the relationship between the two couldn't be more vital to the success of an organization. So I'm glad that John's here today. He's got some unbelievable war stories. And the first thing I want to do is, is just ask you, John, tell us a time, man. Tell us about a story where you've had to balance engineering and sales in your career. Yeah, absolutely, Kyle. My time was at Open Study when I first really got introduced to uh, the balance between, and I'd call it marketing and engineering at that point because uh, we did not have tons of sales uh, folks on the team. This is at Open Study, and it's a B2C startup. It was out of the Atlanta or ATDC, and there were seven engineers and just myself. And there were some really, really fascinating times at that company because. I was the only marketing person, so I lived and breathed the engineering culture. I lived and breathed uh, some of the, the the fun times, the snarky times, and I just loved the to bullshit with them. Uh, we had a really, really good time. The company, uh, it's it, it was one of those companies that it's kind of on autopilot right now. Uh, wasn't a huge success, but damn it, that's what that's how you learn in startups. Um, in terms of balancing uh, marketing and engineering and sales and engineering. I think the biggest things that I took away from uh, Open Study was one, just how to communicate with engineers, right? They don't want to be talked to. They want to have a dialogue in terms of under, a dialogue around the, the consumer or the, the customer, right? Everything revolves around the customer. And that is the language that they want to speak because at the end of the day, they're building the product for the customer. And uh, if you can speak the language of the customer and be that conduit to them, uh, it's something that they really appreciate because they're building it for them. And one of their biggest gratifications that any engineer has, we all know this, is when someone uses their product. I love it. It's the conduit between the customer and the people who are building the product for that customer. What about you, Kyle? Tell me a little bit about uh, a, a story as well. All right, well, well, John might punch me in the face for telling this story, <laughs> but I'm going to take us way back to 2012. SalesLoft had just launched, and we were in Boulder, Colorado as part of the Techstars program. Techstars is a nationally recognized accelerator that, uh, you know, 12 companies get in, 1,500 companies apply. We got in. I think we might have gotten in on our sales and marketing chops, but boy, were we in for a lesson. So I started the company, and I, I've come from a marketing and sales background. I've been selling stuff my whole life. I've been a hustling entrepreneur. Wait, but you've got a Georgia Tech degree. Come on, man. Give yourself a little bit of credit. <laughs> it, it, Georgia Tech management degree. Big difference there. Big difference. Uh, but, uh, you know, we started the company, and I thought, hey, marketing and sales, we're selling to marketing and sales people. This is what it's all about. And it wasn't long until I realized if I couldn't build anything, I wasn't going to be able to deliver on that vision. And we were in Boulder, and we were trying to deliver this software that we had already uh, agreed with a customer to sell. And I, I remember saying, John, how are we going to get this thing built? And we were diving into all these ideas. And, and the fun thing, the funny thing was, and it, it was, it, it's actually sad now that you look back on it, but I said, how are we actually, what are we going to do in the meantime while the engineers are over there building this thing? And I think the answer was, 
Oh, we'll just go back to talking about ourselves, go back to marketing and sales. And, and that really wasn't the answer, but that's what I thought. And, and so when I rebooted sales off, you know, we hit a brick wall. We didn't, we didn't deliver the product we needed to, and we hit a brick wall. We had to start the company over from scratch. And I said, hey, there's, there's a couple things we're going to do absolutely different this time around. And the big one was we're going to prioritize software engineering and, and, and software development above marketing and sales. Because at the end of the day, after the customer has gone through the sales cycle, gone through the service implementation, they are left with that product. Mm. And that product was built by our engineering team. And so that's the lasting impression on the customers who we want to make their life so much better. So I think that's the big thing for me was, hey, I learned that the prioritization is so important. John, talk to me a little bit about, so you were at Open Study, you learned some lessons, yep. but I'm sure not near as much as, as after starting and running Rivalry. As you run this company today, how do you think about balancing sales and engineering? Yeah, it's obviously one of the most important things that a CEO can do. And there's some things that, that we do at Rivalry that uh, help us balance sales and engineering. Uh, first and foremost, we want to build a culture where engineers want to work. And to do that, we need to make sure that what they're building uh, is being used and people are paying and swiping credit card for that. That is first and foremost. If you don't have that, uh, you're going to build something that is, is doesn't have perceived value and uh, you've got to build you've, you've just got to build something that, that people are going to pay for. Secondly, um, constant communication between sales, uh, between marketing, between customer success and engineering is, is critical, right? We're building software for sales organizations, and so we better have these feedback loops in place with the frontline sales reps all the way to the CTO. And so as we continue to balance sales and engineering at Rivalry, we do things such as uh, on Thursday, the CTO is going out with the entire sales team, right? And it's one of those things where there's not really an agenda. Go there, kind of bullshit, uh, sit back and, and really uh, just pick up things that you never would pick up in a, in a formal meeting, right? I think that's one most important thing because, you know, we're complex human beings and, and really putting ourselves in environments where there's this, um, the ideas flow and, and uh, certain feedback uh, mechanisms that you normally wouldn't put in process uh, actually come out. The second piece is put some process in place, right? Whether it's a user voice or Zendesk, but when uh, we're on a web presentation and someone requests a feature, our sales team just enters that feature into user voice and it gets sent to our engineering team, right? That gives the sales reps a voice, gives them more ownership in the development of the product, and it also creates an easy way to communicate with engineers who are working so hard to develop the, uh, the company and the product. And then the last piece is just have fun together, right? Go to Braves games. Uh, dodgeball was a lot of fun. Like do some team building exercises because uh, this <laughs> – the sales team is, is, is more than likely a lot different in personality, style, characteristics than the engineering. And uh, to build great culture, to build uh, lasting relationships and bonds that uh, are the backbone of an organization, you got to have a little fun. I love it. Now, you guys, Kyle, are at the size of 52 right now. Uh, right now, Rivalry, we're, we're only six and small, so we can have a lot of that. 
Um, how do you guys manage the uh, balance, the sales and marketing, or the sales and engineering at SalesLoft right now at 52? Yeah, well, it's critical. You know, I said that when we rebooted the company, we decided that we were going to do it with engineering excellence at the core of what we do. And we've actually implemented that into our core values and the way we go about accomplishing our mission. So at SalesLoft, we're very communicative. We have uh, a clear-cut mission. And uh, we have the reason for that mission. And then we have five things that identify how we are going to accomplish our mission. Number one is that we keep our core values and culture at the center of everything. But number two is that prioritization. So routinely, over and over again, we are prioritizing engineering above marketing and sales and communicating that with the team because you know it's just so important to have that piece. We are a software company when it's all said and done. We, we manufacture software, and so we've got to make that a super big priority. The other thing that we do is uh, you know, we have a, a lot of internal communication where everybody is heard. And so we use some tools to, to stay, you know, keep our ears close to the, to the ground on when people have uh, things that they need and they want. And we ask about our goal, the goals of our engineers. So we're, we're diving in and saying, you know, what do you hope to accomplish? What are you trying to get out of this? And we're doing everything in our power to help change their world and help them accomplish their goals. That's, you know, that's part of, of what we're here to do as, as running a company is change the lives of our employees. So Kyle, question. When a new product feature comes up and engineering wants it one way and sales wants it another, uh, what mechanisms do you guys have in place and safeguards put in there where everyone's heard um, in terms of actual specific product features? Does engineering always win? Yeah, I'll tell you who wins. <laughs> when, when sales goes up against engineering, the person who wins is the customer. Nice. And so we're ruthless in fact-finding around what the customer needs and what their desires are, and it's got to be metrics-based. So we do things like measure our net promoter score, track it and set goals, and track towards it. We have goals on our Tier 2 and Tier 3 support tickets. We have usage metrics in place. So when we release a new feature, it has to get a certain amount of usage in order to stay a feature. When someone complains, we have survey teams that go in and ask specific questions. We have to prove a feature now. That, now that we're grown up, we have to f- prove a feature before it actually gets implemented. And that's part of the role of our product manager, a guy named Sean Kester, who came on board. At and the Sean Kester? That's right. At, at, that's his Twitter handle. And, uh, and Sean works really closely with... Uh, my two co-founders, Rob Foreman and Tim Dore, who were the, the answer to the prayer of prioritizing sales or engineering above sales and marketing on the reboot. Uh, but I think the big thing is, is that you got to have orchestration in place. You've got to use metrics and you've got to prioritize the customer uh, when understanding what engineers are going to put in place. Love it, Kyle. Cool, cool. So, John, we're, we wanted to take, take us away here. We're going to just two things that uh, our folks can can immediately do that they can start getting value from uh, you know entrepreneurs CEOs founders wannabe founders people that want to build relationships and you can tell the perspective from uh, from a sales and marketing perspective or you can tell it from an engineering perspective but what are the two takeaways here yeah the biggest two takeaways right now is first ask engineers how they want to be communicated to right that is uh, step number one some want to be really involved and others want to have a very specific process of communication Right, and knowing that will really help in terms of growing the business. And then the second thing is make it simple and very easy for sales to provide feedback for the product and for um, 
additions to uh, the business, especially if you're building a product for uh, sales and or marketing folks. And I think having those mechanisms, mechanisms in place not only gives the sales reps a voice and more ownership, but it also makes it really simple and easy for the engineering team to decipher all of the data that's coming back. And, um, and we know that's something that, that so many engineers love doing as well. What about you, Kyle? What do you guys think? You mean I got to come up with two better than that or different than that? <laughs> <laughs> that's a tough one. You know, I think, I think I'll just piggyback and, and say, uh, first, for the sales and marketing folks out there, start to understand the product development process. Oof. Start understanding what, what a user story is. What is the timeline for dev implementation? Uh, you know, come read some books and figure out how do you build software. Now you're not going to be able to write code. Any let's let's not kid ourselves here. <laughs> but go ahead and figure out the process for how things get built from a software perspective. And I recommend a book nice. written by the guys at Thirty Seven Signals. It's called Getting Real. It's a real easy read, and it'll help open your eyes to these software development processes and products. And I think the other side of that is, you know, I'll tell you know something from an engineering perspective. Engineers have to understand the value of marketing and sales as well. You know, take you back to the day when I first brought on Tim and Rob, and and uh, we had a really, really special bond on day one because I said, "Hey guys, I can sell and market anything, but I can't build shit." And I told that to Rob and Tim. You know what they said in return? They said, "Well, that's great because I can build anything, but we can't build, sell shit." And so that mutual admiration was very important. And, and I'll say it to this day, there's nothing more dangerous than a developer who believes in marketing and sales because that person's unstoppable. And so if you're an engineer out there, learn to love sales because it's important. And having great sales folks around you is what's going to help you, uh, you know, accomplish the things that you want to accomplish. And just as we on the sales and marketing side need to respect and understand you, it's a two-way street. So that's what I'd recommend and coach to everybody out there. And hope you enjoyed this podcast, John. Uh, your input has been fantastic as always. And Can't wait for the next, the next one. one with you, man. Absolutely. Awesome. Thank you, everybody. Take care, everyone.